And just to be clear, you're listening to Human Santipede, the worst <laughs> Christmas podcast ever. <laughs> Human Santipede. That's that's the title. Thank you, Jedi Wig Knight in the chat room for <laughs> suggesting the title oh. that can't oh, be spoken. Please edit out all the jingle bells. Thank you. <laughs> I'm shaking it at Phil now. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep this on my wrist it, the whole the way bells, the right? drive tonight. Yes. Mm. Well, I'll be drunk by then. So. This is true. We did stop by the liquor store uh, before I'll here. be drunk by Christmas. Well, I was waiting for someone to say, by then. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hey, why, don't, why don't we draft the format that we're going to use for this episode? <laughs> no, there you no. go. We'll, we'll create Dungeons and Dragons characters and give them all songs to sing. <laughs> well, that's a that's that's Ooh, a good that's, one. Yeah. I'll come up with something for Carlos the Dwarf. <laughs> My um, goblin will sing "I'll Be Home for Christmas." <laughs> except on the desert planet of Athos, Christmas is a a holiday that's uh, served as a feast of sand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only D&D reference I can make. (laughs) Christmas is what goblins eat. Uh, You're living in a portion of the country that if it snows on Christmas, it's a sign of the apocalypse. Something has gone horribly wrong. And yeah, or if you're Australian. They might be relieved, though, because maybe it'll put out those fires. (laughs) Somewhere Australia is always burning. So if the snow comes on, it's a Christmas miracle. I understand the beds are burning quite frequently down there. (laughs) The time has come, Phil. Wow. They're passionate wow. people. It's our midnight oil episode. <laughs> yes. all of a sudden. Wow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Took an unexpected turn there. I feel like we're just guest stars on the Phil and Lisa podcast, right? <laughs> this is the best Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf I've ever heard. <laughs> Martha, I, Martha, I played the song for you. <laughs> you have ugly talents, Martha. <laughs> Quiet, Martha. <laughs> Martha, stop laughing! <laughs> I'm just imagining how much editing I have to do now. Wow, this is amazing. I, I'm deliberately trying to laugh away from the microphone because I didn't want to break myself. <laughs> it doesn't microphone. matter. The microphone's here all. And and I, let me see if I can find the lyrics for that. It's uh, throw the ulog on Uncle John. Throw the ulog on Uncle John. Throw the ulog. Throw the ulog. Throw the ulog on Uncle John. And it all depends on where you put the comma. And the whole song is just about doing horrible, horrible things to Uncle John. Um, so, yeah, it's it would be great to see the the faces of the traditional carolers when you started singing that. They're like, oh, God, that's horrible. Hmm. Stop. So, you know, I, like I don't think that. Uncle John would like it either. <laughs> Not really. No, no. Um. But yeah, oh, and best to get the Ulog in Uncle John if possible. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Um, Christmas. (laughs) And 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 I got to say, we in Louisville we have one hundred six point nine WVEZ playing the the you know the twenty four songs over and over and over again. (laughs) Except they also do a contest where if you hear Jingle Bell Rock twice in a row, be the third caller. Oh my god! And you know, usually my kids are like, let's do the contest. Let's do the contest. And this is a contest where both of them are like, why do they keep playing that song? God. And so, yeah, we stopped listening to that real quick. Yeah, That's like incitement to murder. <laughs> the mm-hmm. Listen to Jingle Bell Rock. Well, 
Oh, oh it could be worse. But I, 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 I did, I'm trying worst. to stay positive here. And I not actually like Jingle Bell Rock. rock. Yeah. All right, let's go to you. You, can, Erica, you can tell us about things you like, and then and then later I'll talk about how Jingle Bell Rock is uh, a sign no. of the apocalypse, but not now because we're staying positive now. That's right. I love that song, but I th- I feel like it's kind of the cool person's version yeah. of um, All Lang Syne, which is one of the 24 mm. songs that gets played on um, mm. that gets played on KOIT, and and you know the whole Auld Lang Syne by oh god. Guy Lombardo. Where, where it's oh. basically, oh. I've run into oh, my ex-girlfriend same, in the grocery same store. Same old line sign, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've run into my ex-girlfriend <laughs> in the store, and my life is so much more awesome than hers, and we had a drink in the car, and I got to feel sad. Or if you're Australian, and, frankly. And I, I actually wonder why there aren't more songs like that, <laughs> because <laughs> it seems like it would be a really fertile genre. But in some ways, I feel like Fairy Tale of New York is kind of the, the, the incredibly cool person's version of that song. I still love the song. Don't get me wrong. I, hey, I just see parallels. Hey, Monty, Lisa thinks you're really cool. I do. Well, clearly. It's true. She thinks you're a poser, is what she said. <laughs> also that. <laughs> I think Steve's point is he's not an angry drunk. He's no. kind of a he's kind of a lighthearted, cordial drunk who mm-hmm. might be invited on podcasts to talk about Christmas music. <laughs> and so that you're he saying he's like. uptight wife who has a problem with yeah, him falling into the Christmas tree? Yeah. Is that where we're going with maybe, this? Maybe it is, Martha. <laughs> 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 Lay off of John Denver, Martha. Is Those this what you were hoping for, for Jason? Jason? Yeah, it's <laughs> spot on, Monty. All right, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this child has clearly stumbled onto some seriously kinky stuff going down in his it's living like room. It's like a David Lynch Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it could only be more disturbing if there were a fourth verse about Dad standing behind the Christmas tree snapping Polaroids. <laughs> I have a couple of things. Don't Christmas. judge me. This, this is, is the dad. only way I can be jolly, son. Exactly. He's <laughs> just seen his own father cuckolded by jolly old Saint Nick. Merry Christmas, I, everybody. I, <laughs> wow. I, I believe I believe the subtext is that Santa Claus is actually daddy in yes. dressed as Santa. Yes, well, yes. Well, that, that's, that's what they want you to believe. The kid has no idea. Yeah, we know that. It's more fun to make a Bob Crane joke. And what's he to make of the presents now? Yeah. Keep quiet, Jimmy, if you want to keep the train sets coming. <laughs> Your mom's a real ho-ho-ho. It, it, it's the lyric, what a laugh it would have been if Daddy had only seen. Listen, kid, there is nothing funny about Daddy being humiliated on Christmas Day by a j- ripe, jolly old elf. Unless he's working through some Oedipal issues, yeah. and in which case this is, this is the best Christmas ever. My father exactly. rival is being humiliated. Yes. I believe it was Sophocles who wrote that originally. <laughs> Where Oedipus finds his mommy kissing Santa Claus and then blinds Santa Claus. <laughs> You're going to need no. some serious therapy someday. <laughs> I've got that wrong. Wow. <laughs> I, I have a theory that this song is actually being sung not by a little boy, but mm. by a, a middle-aged man uh, weeping, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. tears and mascara <laughs> pouring down his face, and he's singing it to another man who's gagged and tied to a chair. <laughs> Pretty much that's actually. How are you enjoying this podcast so far, Jason? (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) We're live on five by five. That's right. I hope all eight of you are enjoying this. Flashcast. Yeah. No. No. Definitely not. Oh my gosh, the best thing about this Lisa, video... Lisa's actually watching the YouTube video now. <laughs> it's delightful because they have poor John Oates buried under a pile of presents, and 
I feel like all I, of the visual sight gags that go along with I, looking at hollow notes. I oh. feel like I am watching a person watching the human centipede as she watches this video. <laughs> what does it take? Like six presents to bury John Oates? It does. That's the, that's that's the saddest part of all. Is they're all like thin paperback books. <laughs> it's the method and, of modern love, Lisa. Oh my gosh! And then you've got Daryl Hall with his with his with his pants hitched up to right below his nipples, and they're green. Oh my gosh! Wow, his nipples are green. It's Christmas. That happened. He really needs to see a doctor about that. Well, one's red, white is green. That and the perma smile. Yes, Monty. One's red and one's green. Yes, it's oats has been bumping in the Oh wow! You've derailed me, Phil. I, I'm not the I'm not the one who introduced the human centipede into this podcast, but I, <laughs> but I feel like it's kind of the human centipede of Christmas carols. I can't wait to hear how this goes. <laughs> Although I do have to point out that human centipede is one situation where you don't want anything to hurry down the chimney. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was a baritone before he met Kevin Clash. <laughs> a young castrato named Elmo. <laughs> after three years of watching Elmo's World every morning, the only thing, every every morning when Elmo's World came on, I would just go, Now, Mr. Noodle, the barrel goes in your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> and and See, no, the child did not get in trouble for doing that at daycare. See, Thank we... Goodness. We haven't reached that point in our life yet. I, I have reached the point yet. where I, I now say, oh, good, Elmo's in this episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, well, thank, well, th- for, thank God for a while Elmo's it's okay here. because everyone will quiet down because it's Elmo. Yeah. But then the Stockholm Syndrome. Oh. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason, the reason for the season, season no. after all. Oh, no. Wow, we all went for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was that or go back to the human Santa Pete. So. <laughs> That's the sequel. Go yeah. back to the. Because it like covers all it, four seasons. It's recounting the year. It's like Stevie yeah. Wonder's I Just Called to Say I Love You. Yeah. Or Neil Sedaka's oh. Calendar Girl. Mm. <laughs> and, a, and a shiver goes through the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I'll cop to liking this song, but I can also see where, where lots of people don't, and, and that's perfectly fine. I used to do, when I did stand up comedy, I used to do a bit, and I'm sorry to even bring this up, I used to do a bit where it was Neil Young would sing Neil Sedaka. Wow. <laughs> and so I had Neil Young singing Calendar Girl, and it is a miracle the audience did not rise as one to tear me from limb to limb. <laughs> Because that, that is just – that's a terrible, terrible bit. Future stand-up comics don't do that. Where have right. you been all my life? My Comedy goodness. killer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no. But look, there's even – there are even covers of Christmas rapping. For example, um, the band Save Ferris actually did a Jewish mm-hmm. version of Christmas rapping where they talk about what it's like to be Jewish through the month of December. And they set it to, to, to that song instead. And it was – and and to me that titled that Christmas, <laughs> but to me that means there's like a little bit of cultural resonance when people take the song and try to make it their own or redo the lyrics. Like with Christmas shoes, you a- don't see like Christina Aguilera trying to sing it. A and P just provided me the world's flattest latke. <laughs> <laughs> That's frying in the pan, nice and hot. Oh, hey, guess what I forgot? <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> And bear in mind, my dad had was a naval, a naval veteran, um, 
had been on nuclear subs in Soviet waters, and he went and then worked in military contracting, as so many military veterans do. So all of his pals are like former army rangers and marines who had polished human skulls as I'm not I'm not making this up. They used to have polished human skulls that they used as like paperweights. And and these are men who are generally of the uh um a viciously unsentimental term of mind. And apparently like all of them had been reduced to tears by this song because, oh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And, and we get reminders all the time to watch out for those that are more vulnerable than we are. And my dad got so angry at us. He was like, you cynical left coast elitists. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's the most, it's the most banal dreck. It's basically this, oh, in small towns, we, 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 we often lose track of each other in busy times, but we have to remember what's really important. And what's really important is apparently like regurgitating the pap that you find inside of Hallmark cards where, um, the idea of providing for your family is secondary to appreciating your family and um, people die and you have to find meaning in their deaths and it's just too bad that they die but you know that's the way it is as long as you've learned something it's all good and and oh, it's just it's it's that values free morality where where oh I've learned something important it really makes you think and it's it's basic it's it, it's I, I I can't help but think that the people who founded Upworthy were probably raised on these books. You know, we killed this child's mother at Christmas time. Wait till you see what happened next. And, and it went from wait, there. So. Wait till you see what Rob Lowe does next. Oh, yeah. No, it's just – it's awful. And and the writing is pedestrian and, and – I, I, I believe the books were based on the song and the movies were based on yeah. the books. Yes, that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. So they're, they're not novelizations of the movies. No. No, no, no. Right. You can't bad. create movies like that out of thin air, <laughs> no, friend. No. <laughs> Clearly. No, um, and apparently in an interview, um, Ian Ziring was like, look, the reason I did that Christmas Shoes movies is because SAG has really great insurance, but you have to work so many hours a year in order to get the top tier insurance. And I wanted the insurance, so I did the movie. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate that he was like really upfront with, look, I just did this because I get really great insurance. (laughs) Because, you know, who who, who can't relate to the whole, well, you know, the job sometimes, but the benefits. (laughs) There's a lot of killing that goes on in those Christmas shoe movies. <laughs> Someone by the is way. always dying. It's Someone insane. is always dying. It's like the body count is through the rough. Well, that's what I want to see at Christmas too: is dying, dying miserable people. <laughs> well, every every Christmas song that doesn't feature good death is really mm-hmm. a Christmas song wasted, which I believe is why Patrick Swayze Christmas and the Christmas Shoes are the two greatest Christmas songs ever written. <laughs> see, this this is why I watch Die Hard for your your yeah. body count your. Action movie, your Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the party, pal. But but the mouse lived. The Christmas. What is the Christmas secret? Is the Christmas how many secret people that these books have to good? die to make Umia? this holiday happy? <laughs> uh, the Christmas secret starts with a struggling young single mother saving the life of an elderly woman. Oh, hey, life saving the life. That's different. That's oh, she'll, she'll be dead. Oh, by someone the end. has to die. Someone's going to die his... soon. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, there's what? a war on Christmas, all right, and Donna so, Van Leer is the general actually, sending people into the into the artillery. So what's really interesting is you know, like when on Wikipedia you can go through and find exhaustively detailed biographies on almost every character in the DC or the Marvel universe. You have an author who has managed to to knock out over ten fictional books, and all it is is Donna Van Leer is an American author of fiction, primarily novels about <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> like, nobody on Wikipedia wants to admit that they've read these books or have any idea what they're about. That sounds like Steve's I think we've revealed some of the editorial biases of Wikipedia. No, I think we have a, a incomparable listener challenges to <laughs> fill out the biography of Donna Van Leer. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh my no. gosh, yes, please, please. And if you could do the bibliographies, too, please write mm. up summaries for, these, for the Christmas books. They don't have 
to be accurate, we just have to be written. Yeah, make, sh- make right. sure the body count is is well accounted for. Is listed in each one, yes. That needs to be accurate. Wikipedia mm-hmm. has standards. Yes. So let's summarize here. We have um, we have said terrible things about a wonderful holiday. No, we've said terrible things about people singing yeah. about a wonderful holiday. There's a difference. You know, honestly, I was a little down on this holiday, but now not so much because I heard that kid died. So, uh. <laughs> No, the no, kid his... dies in the second one. His mom dies in the first one. A different child dies in the second one. In the third one, a mother is mowed down in a Christmas tree market. <laughs> The kid lives. The kid lives throughout. He becomes yeah. a doctor. Well, he would. Wow. It, it ends happily. But he leaves a trail of bodies wherever he goes. He's not a very good doctor. <laughs> no. Yeah, he spent a lot of time in a hospital as a kid, so he just mm-hmm. feels comfortable there. And then he joined a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta kill the things you love. <laughs> I always enjoyed clowning as a child. It's a shame the buttons a clown did not um did not release a his Christmas, own album. Christmas album. Yes. yes. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> no. But I'm on the run for murder. <laughs> but I'm on the lamb. Would you like to stay for a while, Phil? <gasps> I think I need to go. <laughs> Here, have another glass. <gasps> I've put another log on the fire, Phil. My mitochondrians are off the chart. <laughs> My pilot is waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I'm not interested. To sing us out tonight, a very special musical number by Steve Lutz. Oh, no. That's what Christmas... (laughs) Right, Steve? I can play that at the end, right? If Yeah, you might want to throw it in the after dark. Some 
other guy Stuff in your stocking What's some other guy Frosting your sugar cookie What's some other guy Putting his you log in your fireplace What's some other guy Hanging his balls on your tree Oh, I got bored So I went and found a party Where some drinks were poured Then someone must have slipped me a Mickey And I wish I'd caught on Every guest was a he Before Mickey slipped one into me And if you'd been there We could have had some cuddling fun And I'd not have woken up in bed with steam Instead I just feel dirty though my chimney's spick and span and so I sing.